Batman! Batman! It's all right, Robin. Holy heart failure! Fortunately, I was able to dispose of that bomb in the nick of time and shield myself behind these heavy iron pipes. You risked your life to save that riffraff in the bar? They may be drinkers, Robin, but they're also human beings. And maybe salvaged. I had to do it. Many piñatas? Oh, yes, many! Would you say I have a plethora of piñatas? A what? A plethora. Oh, yes. <laughs> you have a plethora. Jefe, what is a plethora? Why, guapo? You told me I have a plethora, and I just would like to know if you know what a plethora is. I would not like to think that a person would tell someone he has a plethora and find out that that person has no idea what it means to have a plethora. Forgive me, guapo. I know that I, Jefe, do not have your superior intellect and education. But could it be that once again you are angry at something else? Looking to take it out on me. It's a low neighborhood, full of rum pots. They're used to curious sights, which they attribute to alcoholic delusions. Gosh, drink is sure a filthy thing, isn't it? I'd rather be dead than unable to trust my own eyes. I'd like me a splash of whiskey to wash the trail dust off in the gullet and keep my singing voice in fettle. Whiskey's illegal. This is a dry county. Well, what are they drinking? Whiskey. These outlaws. Oh, well, don't let my white duds and pleasant demeanor fool you. I, too, have been known to violate the statutes of man, and not a few of the laws of the Almighty. Hmm. Alrighty. Good Friar Cook. Yes, Rabbi, Rabbi Dave. No, that's about how I feel, too. Yeah. For it is the morning after the Ludi Romani celebrations. Mm, Tell me more. These are the Roman celebrations that celebrate September. We just have the Romans. I Obviously not part of this, but the Romans had a huge party that celebrated September. They based this on the whole celebration of Jupiter thing. Okay. And then after the unfortunate accident where Caesar brutally and accidentally stabbed himself 44 times. Um, yeah, that's, they, they, that's got to hurt. They added him to the list and they added an extra day, which was yesterday, <laughs> last night. So you could stay up all night drinking and partying and celebrating. How did I not know this? I don't know. I don't know. I how stayed you up most of the night, but I, I didn't. I wasn't drinking, so. <laughs> well, I got to be honest with you. I, I got up this morning and I thought, mm, this is a day when I should get much done. I should do many things. But last night may prevent all of that. <laughs> Turned on the TV, thinking to myself, I'll get a head start on, on the week, right? Yeah. Because Monday is Labor Day. It is. And I don't have to get up at 5 in the morning, 4 in the morning to be on Bill's show because it's Labor Day because he's not doing a show. Now, for those of you that are interested in that, Bill and I did record a podcast that we will release tomorrow. 
It has nothing to do with politics whatsoever. There are no politics involved with it, period. So I thought, well, yeah. I better get a start for Tuesday is, you know, what we're going to do. And I turned on the TV and the movie version of Batman is on. Now, which, when I say Batman, I don't mean George version? Clooney. I don't mean Val Kilmer, Kilmer. I don't mean those people. Michael Keaton? There's only one Batman. Adam West. That's it. Uh, oh, okay. So between the first and second seasons of the TV show Batman, they actually made a full-length movie, Batman. I'm not I wasn't aware of that. Oh, this this movie, Rod, is the perfect movie when you're recovering from the celebration of Luta Romani. <laughs> this is everything you wish it could be. I mean, it's and, and of course, it has a special place in my heart because once upon a time, I had Burt Ward on the show. Twice, I had Burt Ward on my show. Oh, okay. And my copy, my DVD copy of Batman the movie yeah. is autographed by Burt Ward. Okay, now that's cool. Otherwise known as Robin, the boy wonder. Yep. Who – Yeah. This movie is fantastic. Wow. Crack. So, so I haven't made it very far into my day. I thought I was going to get a lot of stuff done, but as it turns out, I'm not. Well, it is a three-day weekend, and so you can, yeah. I know. You my can fudge son, a little bit. My son keeps reminding me of that. Dad, can I stay up all night tonight? Because it's a three-day weekend. So normally on Friday, we tell him, you can stay up as late as you want. I don't care. Yeah. Saturday, we say, okay, you've got to go to bed by midnight because on Sunday – and then on Sunday, we wake him up at 6 in the morning, like normal. Mm -hmm. And then you got to go to bed at normal time. Well, but today is Sunday. Last night was Saturday, right? Now I'm yeah. confused. I know it was Ludi Romani, but beyond that, I don't know. Um, How much did you drink? <laughs> not as much as I could have, but at any rate, where was it? Oh, yeah, so I, I didn't wake Ben up at 6 this morning because he doesn't have school tomorrow. So yeah. Now he's going to be asking to stay up all night again. Anyway, where was I going with all this? I don't even know. <laughs> Just gone. <laughs> welcome to the show. Yeah. Welcome to What the Frock. I'm Rabbi Dave. I'm Friar Cook, also known as Rod. See, I, at least I know who I am. Yeah, you didn't, you didn't call yourself me. Right. Which I have <laughs> done in the past. Holy crap. So the Luddite Romani... Celebrations, and I have I have no idea if it's Ludi or Luddite. I prefer the term Luddites when I'm referring to people, so I'm going to go with Luddite Romani. Okay. Um, all about celebrating uh, Jupiter, or as he's more commonly known, Zeus, mm -hmm. and Julius Caesar. Yeah. It is the deification of Julius Caesar. So you drink to do this, and they have games and all kinds of celebrations yeah, and traditions. It's good to be king and god, I guess. Well, technically yeah. he was dead, so Well, yeah. It's only good to be king if you're not dead. True. Or like Louis the 14th um not being operated on. I have no idea why, Rod, but I got fascinated by Louis the 14th this week. I, okay. I don't know. I have no interest in French history whatsoever. None. <laughs> Zip. Zero. And I came across this weird reference to Louis the Fourteenth this week, and it went right down the the rabbit hole. Okay, I mean right down the rabbit hole. 
to what I refer to often as my least favorite American patriotic song. My okay. country tis of the sweet land. Yeah. I hate that song. Okay. And there's some reasons why I hate that song. And they can all be traced back to King Louis the Fourteenth and his ass. <laughs> but that as in his his donkey. But no 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 no. No, his actual ass. His 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 butt. Hmm. His anal fistula. Okay. <clears throat> but that's a story for Later in the his show. Derriere. <laughs> Later in the his, show. His derriere. Yeah. It's French. That. Right. Exactly. It is French. There you go. So in honor of King Louis, who was otherwise known as the Sun King, I thought this okay. would be a great show to call the Sunset King because I feel like everything's <laughs> going to pieces right now and I'm <laughs> just not sure I really want to uh, – Get involved. Yeah, at least you won't get kicked off the internet for talking about him. Hey, England is battling Andorra today. I presume that's in soccer. Ow, I just got clawed by a cat. This is getting better by the minute, isn't it? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> was, that, that face she made was like something else. Wow, that hurt. Anyway, he climbed up my back and clawed me. So I thought we could talk about the sunset of certain things that seem to be mm-hmm. going awry in our world today. And I would do so with a sarcastic and I'd say hungover, but I'm not sure I'm to the hungover phase yet. So you're still a little tipsy then? Of a Lodi Romani celebration. The sunset of the internet. We've seen this week multiple stories. You shared uh, with Bill and I a a story about Amazon Mm -hmm. has decided to moderate content. Yeah, and and this isn't your your you know, Amazon web store where you're buying stuff. I mean, we already know that they're moderating some content on that, but this has to do with their hosting services. Now, so the services that they provide aren't these the people that threw Parler off? They are, and it's it's in that vein that they're saying that they're going to step up their content moderation on the hosting server on meaning, the, on the hosting what server exactly? what, what? so so basically they're going to be i guess looking for content that goes against their terms of service well that could and be so anything any, it well literally it could because not only do are they in control of their terms of service that they can change or they define but it could be anything they don't like well wait a second you're against our terms of service boop goodbye parlor off off the network and nobody objected to this. Nobody seems to be irate about it. Like the Apple thing. Of course, Apple a couple of weeks ago came out with this brilliant idea that they were going to solve the world's child pornography crisis. Yeah. Which I think – I got to be careful I say this because it's going to sound like I'm saying something I'm not. We don't need Apple to solve the world's child pornography crisis. No. I have been told directly by a person who I believe – meaning I know, has reason to know, okay? I'm not going to say anything more about this person. But they are in law enforcement, and they work in child sexual crimes, okay? Mm -hmm. They have reason to know. And this person directly told me, if you have kiddie porn on your computer, we already know. We just haven't gotten to you yet. Yeah. So when I pressed him on that. What do you mean you you already know? 
I was met with a wry smile and a generalization that most people who download kitty porn aren't as smart as they think they are. Yeah. Which doesn't surprise me, but it does cause me as a civil libertarian some concerns about what do you mean you already know what's on my computer? De facto, if you know what's on my computer that's kitty porn, don't you also know what's on my computer that's not kitty porn? Assuming I have porn on my computer, I mean – well, some you of may, the tactics that they take, Dave, is that they go after the actual hosting sites that are on the kind of the dark web. They they go and they'll they'll take over or infiltrate those sites, and then they can track when people are downloading files, right? And they they can tag those files, or they they also uh, they they do what's called a checksum. It's basically it's a fingerprinting of all the files, so they know that the file that's stored on this server that was downloaded to your computer, well, you've got that on your computer now. So why not just infect that file with a a super virus, like a like a super secret CIA NIS virus they could. that they that, could very well they could very well do that. Or other files that are being downloaded, they could infect your machine. Well now now I know they could get viruses because yeah. malicious people and all that. I'm talking about the government. I'm talking about the CIA, the FBI. Yeah. The sheriff's department. Why don't they put one in there? Well, they're, what they, yeah, I mean, they can also try and go back. If you haven't patched your system and you've got vulnerabilities in your system, or or like the CIA and, and NSA like to do, is you know, there's undisclosed vulnerabilities that they like to exploit. Hmm. Um, you know, they if they know your IP address, they can try and get back that way. Right. There, there's many ways to try and get in. And and from what I understand, the VPN doesn't help. No, so yeah, the VPN doesn't doesn't help. I mean, it it protects you from your ISP, your internet service provider, from snooping on what you're doing. Right. But yeah, if you if you think you're going to a, a VPN service provider so that you can do things illegally, you're going to get caught. And I just realized that we're just sitting here having a legitimate discussion about how to get away with downloading kitty porn. You're no, I mean you're. <laughs> welcome to we're not giving welcome recommendations. To, welcome to Romani. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, what's wrong with me? No, I'm I'm concerned about the civil yeah. libertarian element of it because again, it is. just because you okay, you tell me, Mr. Law Enforcement Officer, that you're going after kitty porn. How do I know that? How do I know you're not going after other things as well? Well, it's any file, right? It's right. anything. Right. You and, could use the same methods for any information. And I'm pretty sure they do because how are they you know, we keep being told that they're catching terrorists. Well, how are they doing that? Yeah. He asked somewhat sarcastically, but they're not – Amazon's not the only one doing this. I don't know if you noticed no. this. But, um, of course, the big news this week is the new Texas abortion law, which – look, we could have hours of discussion about this, but they did some weird crap with this. And part of the way that they're getting this to fly is that – Citizens are now the enforcement mechanism. The government yeah. does not enforce this. The citizenry do. So if you catch someone, quote unquote, getting an abortion, you personally can go file a lawsuit against both that person and the place where you caught them doing an abortion. Again, I don't know how you would do that, but how wonky is that? I mean, really? What am I doing? Walking in and taking pictures? Am I invading somebody's private? Space, you know, property. Anyway, yeah. there are all kinds of questions about that. At any rate, then I can sue them and I can get $10,000 if I do this. 
So carrot they, yeah. meet the horse. So the state of Texas set up a website for you to file your lawsuits on. Now this is the part where it gets weird to me. Mm-hmm. They set up the website where you do this on GoDaddy.com. The state of freaking Texas went dirt freaking cheap to set up a website on GoDaddy.com. And then GoDaddy.com said, oh, no, 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 no. You're not doing that here. And basically kicked the state of Texas anti-abortion lawsuit website off their server, which, again, (laughs) I'm not sure how I feel about that. I, I'm really not. I I have some issues with the overall law, but but is that something that a internet service provider should be allowed to do? And, and I've been against this for a while, just because it's almost you know they're a service provider providing kind of hosting services, much like a landlord and tenant. In fact, they even call them that. They call them, you know you're a tenant of this service when you stand up websites, and so in in real estate law, landlords can't kick out tenants just because they disagree with their political beliefs. In theory. In theory. Now, now they could go a long way around and find, you know, well, you violated this element yeah. of, of that. And that's where these terms of services come in. These terms of services sure. are, you know, 55-page long Non-negotiable. Non-negotiable. And, and buried within them is, you know, you breathe twice in a row on a Tuesday. Well yeah. – that's a violation of our terms of service, and we can enforce that. And in in many ways, they're optional. Well, we 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 choose when we're going to enforce it. It's yeah. Like an HOA, for God's sakes! I'm so fed <laughs> up with that. Not that I'm bitter or anything, but my HOA refuses to fix my my mailbox, which has been broken since I moved in here. Huh. And the side that's broken faces southwest, which is the main direction of wind and rain. Oh, okay. So my mail gets wet. Wet. Right. Which I don't really Nobody care. Nobody likes soggy mail. Because most of my mail is just junk mail. But then last fall, we got a, a rather important piece of mail that got soaked and created some problems. So I complained to my HOA about getting my mail fixed. And you know what they told me? What? Shrug. And then they said, oh, by the way, your HOA dues are going up 40% this year. Because we're building a fence to, you know, it's one of those sound protection fence kind of things. Sure. To protect one section of the neighborhood. So where what's your recourse? H- where all the HOA board members live, they get a fence. Yeah. My street does not get a fence. Sure. But they're going to raise my HOA dues 40% to pay for this fence. <laughs> my, <laughs> so my recourse is I sent them a nice email saying, uh, my dues are not going up until my mailbox is fixed. Yeah. And, oh, by the way, if I have to fix the mailbox myself, those will be that cost will be subtracted from my dues. Yeah. And I'm willing to go to court over that. So, yeah. Because, <laughs> anyway, I just, it, it, this whole relationship, tenant landlord relationship, is this something that Congress should have dealt with? Is this something that's going to come to the Supreme Court at some, uh, to the courts at some point where somebody's going to say, they're violating my right to free speech, my right to freedom of expression because. It's kind of a public utility. I mean, it's becoming one, right? I mean, it's 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 like Twitter, and while there are other social media companies out there, they're they're indiscriminate banning of people just because of their 
political beliefs. It, it's it you know they are like a utility in a way. It, it's all, they're providing a a service to everyone. And if all of a sudden now some people can get the service, but some people can't. But oh yeah, you can use Parlor, but oh no, you can't use Parlor because Parlor's offline now. It's a problem, and I think I think they're behind the ball from fixing that. And the powers that are in those that are in power now are not going to do it because they're not. There's no interest. They're colluding with the big tech. How long until there's a? Remember back in the '80s, and and maybe now I don't because I'm not in high finance, so I don't know. But how long until there's an offshore version of of web hosting? There where, is right now. Yeah, you know, even even the, the the GoDaddy Texas abortion law case, that website went to an off-site service provider. Same thing with Gab. Gab's another social media that got uh, got turned down. Mm-hmm. I think that the bigger problem is 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 the financing in the back because you're seeing credit card right. service providers stopping payment processes if they right. don't agree agree with you. And so I. I it's like this almost coordinated effort, although it's not necessarily coordinated, to shut down those that these big companies disagree with. Right. And and you'd think – I mean we, we saw it a few years ago with gun manufacturers going after gun manufacturers. Yeah. And it was like the light bulb went on. Oh, wait. We can do this to silence political dissent too, not yeah. just that. And now that San Diego County has decided that medical misinformation is a crisis, how long until – yeah. That starts happening, and then then you're left with, you know. Well, well, let's take this to the logical conclusion. For those of you that listen to our show that do not agree with us, that that are on the side of all of these, you know, banning of services and things like that, the logical conclusion of this thing is your speech at some point in time is going to be on the outs. Once they've gotten rid of the the people that they don't like, they're going to have to find someone else to like pick on, right? Or worse, some of us might get into power, and then what are you going to do? You know, yeah. I mean, are are we going to? I would certainly be against it. But what happens when conservatives gain power and start acting like liberals? Well, they'll just they'll follow the same thing and right. just start. Yeah, you know, it's, it's it doesn't end very well. No. very well for us liberty minded people. Well, it, it makes you ask the question: Quis custodius ipsos custodas? Who guards the guards? Is how it's usually yeah. translated. I mean, who? Who gets to decide this stuff? And the problem is when government's deciding it, well, governments change or they put themselves in power to do these kind of things. This question haunts me because you see it time and time and time again. Australia is under this just – I don't even know how to describe it lockdown. I mean we're to the point now where Australia, which was once a beacon of freedom and liberty – and is now the prison colony. It's that, the uh, prison colony that it once was. Yeah. And they caught a bunch of the, the cops, I, I guess. I don't know what they're technically called, but the people who are in charge of enforcing the lockdown, they caught a bunch of them having a, a party without masks, without uh, social yeah. distancing, without any of that stuff. And of course it was a party to celebrate LGBTQ a, B, C, D, E, F, whatever. Because it fits their narrative, right? right? I mean, it fits what they what they push. And so who guards the guards? Who decides what who decides what people are doing? And that's it's a little unnerving as I'm watching all this happen. Of course I'm you know, as a as a historian, I watch what happens with, with Rome and the Ludi Romani. And 
you know, I mean, that's that seems to be the approach. Well, if we just get drunk, if we just have a big party, bread and circuses, maybe we won't notice all this crap's happening. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it is bad. And, and, you know, I've been to Australia. I was there once. Uh, and it was back in the early 2000s. And it was a beautiful country. I would have loved to have gone back, but I am not even going to consider doing that anytime soon. It's kind of how I feel about Colorado. I'm not going back there either. It's What the Frock. I'm Rabbi Dave. I'm Friar Cook. Stay with us. We will be right back. This is Bill Mick from Bill Mick Live on WMMB in Melbourne, Florida. Hope you're enjoying listening to my buddy Dave or my buddies Dave and Rod either way. Always good to hear them and you can join me as well. I'm on Eastern Time, 6 to 9 a.m. every day at BillMick.com. Hit the Listen Live link, and you can pick up the podcast there as well. Morning conversation about the Space Coast, Florida, and the country. We do it every day at Bill Mick Live on WMMB. Now get back to Dave for Dave and Rod. Welcome back. It's What the Frock. I'm Dave. I'm Rod. Rod, I have so many questions boiling in my head this week. I've tried to write them all down. And last night's festivities didn't probably No, help. they did not help, nor did this morning where I was trying to concentrate on them. No, it, it all kind of went out the window. But I have three questions I want to ask this morning. And I kind of want to get your take on them. Okay. okay. And I realized that as soon as I ask these questions, the Facebook people are going to slap a label on this show. Do you want more COVID-19 information? Yeah. And I don't know. I don't do Twitter that much, so I don't know if they're doing that or not. I think they are to a, to a degree. It's quite easy to get one of those labels, by the way. Yeah. I All you got to do is say the word COVID. You don't even have to talk about COVID. As soon as you, you say the to, word. You just have to say vaccine and masks because right. I said, I wonder if there's a vaccine for, for Facebook. Or some kind of thing. <laughs> they labeled it, it, that COVID. They labeled it. Yeah, it was nothing wow. to do with any of the any of the virus or anything like that. Oh, that bot's busy, huh? Yeah. Well, what if Rod? Question number one. Mm-hmm. What if the lockdowns were a mistake? Now, okay. I don't mean a mistake in the sense of they were stupid, which they were. Yes. Not a mistake in the sense of they were the completely wrong thing to do, which they were. I, I, you're not going to get any argument from me about this. Uh, Deadspin yesterday complaining because college football started yesterday. And oh my <laughs> God, Clemson had a full stadium. <gasps> well, my problem with that story was, number one, why do you hate Clemson? I mean, I'm not a big Clemson fan either, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know, there's other schools. I mean, there were other games going on and there were a lot of people at those other games. Yeah. Why aren't you complaining about those games? Yeah. No, the Clemson game is a problem, which, by the way, was at the was in Charlotte. It was the Duke's Mayonnaise kickoff classic, which I didn't even realize was a thing. But at any rate, that's news to me. I yeah. don't follow college football. So when I first asked the question, I misspelled Duke's, which yep, made it you did. even funnier. But at any rate, <laughs> what if the lockdowns were entirely driven by science? Okay. We have science that shows that these locked – never before in the history of world health has a massive lockdown quarantine for everybody ever been tried, ever. It's yeah. never been done. 
Not even in 1918 with the Spanish flu. Wasn't done. Sorry. The Kansas flu. I don't want to be racist. Yeah. Yeah, I do. The Spanish flu. At any rate, <laughs> um, it's never been done, right? Yeah. So why was it done this time? What was different about this one that said this is how – what was different in the science that said somehow or another we're smarter than those people 110 years ago or 100 years ago and we're going to lock everybody down? I, I don't know. I, I think – I agree that it was a mistake. I mean you and I both know that, that – it's just that I think they saw because China locked down first, correct? I think they like totally yes, shut down. They did, and in just engaging, like Australia is engaging now, in a little bit of foreshadowing, Rod is going down the road that I want to go down. Go, go ahead. Yes. So they China locked down everything and everyone, and then they forcibly started testing people, and then of course we got news stories of anal swabs. Okay. Hey, uh, <laughs> there's King Louis. <laughs> But uh, so, yeah, they, they government leaders saw this and I, I think they're like, oh, OK, so that's how you do this. That's how you try and get control of it, because, you know, of course, China has control over their media. And so, of course, everything's going swimmingly about the lockdowns. Everything's working fine. You know, we're, we're ahead of covid. Well, so government leaders don't necessarily lead. They follow. What else does China have full control over? Not just the media. But the, the well, science. Well, yeah, because the yeah they, the, a lot of the science and stuff that was out there. Yes. Do you realize that every recommendation for a lockdown in the early part of COVID in twenty twenty, every single recommendation quoted a Chinese study claiming that the lockdown was the only way to stop it. Every single. One yeah. said that the who's the CDC's everyone went to the Chinese quote unquote studies that showed that the lockdown yeah. was necessary. Now in communist China, is it that big of a deal to lock everything down? Well, not, not if you're in total control of your populace. Hey, no. But if you produce a study saying, hey, this is the only way that'll work and send that study to the WHO and the CDC and everybody else, and they all look at it and go, well, they, they've had more experience with it. They would know. Yeah. <laughs> what if the whole lockdown thing was, what's the term they use? A, a maskrovka? It's a Russian a term. A, a, a trick. What if that was intentionally fed to Western governments and say, here, watch this. They'll, these idiots will do this. So, well, uh, are you are you putting on your conspiracy theorist hat today? I wouldn't today? call it my AHT, my aluminum hat theory, because I'm just asking a question. Sure. I, I in, in state versus state, and, and it's quite possible. I mean, they've got a lot of power with what what they control over there. I mean, a lot of exactly a lot of the information that comes out of they control it all coming out. And if they're the only ones that had the studies that yeah. showed that a lockdown worked, now what are the odds that every single study shows exactly the same thing? For God's sakes, this week alone, this week we've had studies showing that caffeine, coffee, yeah, is bad for your for your calcium, but good for your for your heart. Yeah. 
It's bad for you, Rod. It's good every, for you. Every week it flips. Uh, it flips. What are the odds that every study showed that the only thing, the only thing that will work against COVID is a lockdown? What are the odds of that? It's pretty astronomical. Particularly given the fact that we're not locked down now. And well, it, well, if all the studies are coming out of China, I'd have a problem with that. Yeah. Because you need – not only do you need peer review, you need other studies where's, outside of – Where's the study from Italy or Iran? Yeah. Two countries that were supposedly or were hard hit by this early on that showed that mass lockdowns of the, sta- of, the of the country were the only thing they could do. Italy's open now. I know that for a fact because I got a good yeah. friend there. Someone you probably know um, is there now vacationing and having a great time. So if these massive year, two year lockdowns were the only thing that worked, it just, it bothers me that the only source for these lockdowns ideas came from communist China and who's the really on a global geopolitical scale, who's the only one that benefited from all these countries locking down China. That's question number one. You want to answer me? You want to weigh in on it? Dave at whatthefrock.org. Yeah. Or just WTF at whatthefrock.org. Either way. Question number two. Okay. Hit me. Is the Delta variant a ruse, which I realize is a 1940s word, but I watch Humphrey Bogart movies a lot. Is it a ruse? To encourage vaccinations. I think in a way it is. And because when you think about the testing for COVID for Delta, that swabble test is not going to tell you if you've got what variant of COVID you get. So when they stick that thing up your nose, maybe the anal test works. I don't know. Let's ask King Louie. (laughs) But uh, because really when you look at the testing to figure out if it's Delta or not, you've got to get down to the genetic level of the virus to see if it's the Delta variant. And, and, they're not testing that broadly. There's what, what's the cost benefit, right? They're just saying they're seeing the increases and they're attributing it to Delta. So I could say very well, they're, they're definitely using any increase in COVID regardless of Delta as a ruse for encouraging vaccination. The reason I asked this question is because I was reading the CDC site as I often do in my copious free time, because I literally have nothing else to do. And it said it is estimated that 99% of the new cases are the Delta variant. Now, what does that mean? What do you mean you estimate it? How do you not know this? Well, it turns, out, it turns out that they don't even know. They're not, if, as Rod said, if you get tested for COVID, they're not testing for a type. They don't have the mm-hmm. capability of doing They would literally have to sequence the genes on your, on your virus to tell whether it was the Delta yeah. variant. So they're guessing guessing that the Delta variant is raging out of control. For all we know, it could be a different variant, a different variant. It could be the original. We don't know. We're estimating. We're guessing that it's the Delta variant because, well, the vaccine will make the Delta variant, if you get it, lesser. But it also makes you spread the Delta variant more. So the vaccine is actually increasing, it appears, at least to me, increasing the spread of COVID by by making it possible for those of us that have been vaccinated to become super spreaders because we have, quote, a higher viral viral load, CDC's words, not mine, sure. than unvaccinated people. Yeah. I, I still haven't seen studies yet 
uh, or recently, or maybe they're buried somewhere, as to the asymptomatic spread, as to really how 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 that happens, and and what is the likelihood that someone asymptomatic is really spreading this? Right. If there had, and this is not one of my questions, but if there had never been any information from communist China about this, would we even known it was COVID, or we would have just said, "Oh, the flu is really bad this year." I yeah, well, I think they would have looked at it when the when you had the the deaths in those um, convalescent hospitals. I think that would have been a big thing. Right, but they, the only reason they, they had those deaths was because they heard about COVID and they were herding people into these sure. convalescent homes because COVID. And, and then closing them in an right. indoor space. Would they right? have done I mean, that if it was just the flu? Um, I don't know. I don't think so. They didn't do that with the swine flu, did they? I mean, of swine flu not. a few years ago was like big thing. In fact, I lost a friend to that. But I saw a Barney Miller episode yesterday that was filmed in 1976 about the swine flu. It was hysterical. How funny. Yeah. I watched President Ford get his shot. What a joke that was. At any rate, I just – there's a part of me that's starting to wonder if this whole Delta thing is just a ruse, a political ruse to encourage yeah. vaccinations, because it seems like they're having a harder time getting people to get vaccinated now. Well, well they're, they're pushing. Well, the stupid thing is they're, they're contradicting their own messages because they're saying, oh, well, now you need to wear you need to mask up regardless right. if you're vaccinated or not. Right. Well, then what's the freaking point of getting the vaccine? The freaking point of that is, again, I go back to these Chinese studies, this this whole thing. Apparently, the CDC and the WHO both recommended to whomever making the decision, the Fauci today, that even for vaccinated people, masks should stay on. But the government decided at every level to incentivize getting vaccines by saying, hey, if you get vaccinated, you can take your mask off, even though they knew, quote unquote, that that was the wrong thing to do. Just like they knew that locking down was the wrong thing to do, but they did it anyway. So they thought, well, if we incentivize everybody to get vaccines by letting them take their mask off, then everything will be great. We'll get, we'll get 80% vaccinations and everything will be cool, right? And then that blew up in their face and, sure. and people didn't get vaccinated at the rate they thought they were going to. And what? It, now they're like, well, maybe we have to bring the masks back. Well, and, and also the pushing of it by every politician – Right? right, they're pushing vaccine, pushing vaccine. Well, except for Marjorie Taylor Greene, yeah, really sends this level of distrust to the to the electorate, yeah. right? Because yeah. it's like, why are you pushing so hard for this? Because they got nothing else to do. Question number three. Okay, is moo a thing? Moo, as in cow moo? No, M U, Greek M-U. letter, Greek letter for him. So now that we're told that if you don't get vaccinated, the Delta variant is this, you need to wear your mask. Now we're told that, oh, wait, just in time for school year, here comes the Mu variant, which is, quote, we suspect, we estimate, we think it might be resistant to the vaccine and more infectious than the Delta variant. Yeah. Here it comes. But again, how do we know? We don't really know that the Delta variant is what's causing infections, but now we've got moo. And all I can think of is Omega moo from <laughs> the, the nerds movies. Yeah. So, you know, 
there are going to be variants after variants after variants. Everything is going to mutate just because it's a part of how va- uh, the viruses work, right? I mean, it's the same thing with the flu. It's why you have to get your flu shot every year because we think this is going to be the prevalent variant that's going to be out there. Right. So it's it's going to happen. And the thing is, is that they're pushing they're, – they're, again, they're pushing all of this COVID response. And it's got me asking – Who's making money off of this? Who's profiting off of this? Because that is that I bet if we could narrow that down, that's going to be the underlying contributing factor. And who is who is whoever's making the money off of this? Who are they donating money to? <laughs> because this I, is almost like a racket. I don't know who it is, but I know it's not me. No. And I literally just realized that the reason this show sounds like shit because I left my my speakers on, so I've now turned them off. So it should sound better from here on out, and I'm not going back to do it over again. Sorry, everybody. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Whitey. And this is Hank. And you can listen to our podcast, Two Pine Talk, on all your favorite podcast sources. Come check it out where we talk about two beers and, and everything stuff. <laughs> Listen to Two Pint Talk on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. It's WTF with the Lodi Romani Dave, obviously not pushing right buttons again. And the not hungover Rod. What's, this is unusual, isn't it? I mean, isn't it usually <laughs> the other way around? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, usually I like to, to drink a little bit on the weekends, or a lot of it. A little bit. Freaking celebrates Lodi Romani every weekend. <laughs> it's my better. one guilty pleasure. If you didn't know better, you'd think he was a, you'd think he was a Jupiter worshiper. Or a Caesar worshiper, one of the two. Anyway, so I fixed the sound problem, I hope. Yeah. Hopefully. We're not going to go back and redo the rest of the show. So I apologize, but there you go. It all makes you say WTF. It does. It does. My WTF this week, um, there was a, a story that came out that, uh, of course, you know, universities, the, the, the stupidity that's coming out of universities these days is really nothing to be surprised about. But there is a Mount Royal U. It's a Canadian university. Uh, had a one of their professors, a Dr. Linda Many Guns, as in many guns. Yes, that's her last name. Miniature or many? M- many, as in the plethora of guns. Okay. Uh, so basically, you know she. What? Would you say I have a plethora of pinatas? Yeah. <laughs> Sweaters. Yeah. <laughs> Love that movie. Um, so anyway, she's joined this, – this made the news. She's joined the lowercase movement to reject the symbols of hierarchy wherever they are found and will not use capital letters except to acknowledge the indigenous struggle for recognition. <laughs> what? What? So apparently there's this movement out about using capital letters because it's this it's some kind of oppression. 
And, and so I, I was reading this this article, and it was, of course, it was found on not the B two. I mean, they had a, they had a lot of information on it. But what's really funny is that earlier this year, the university basically um, gave this Linda Miniguns, Doctor Linda Miniguns, PhD. She she was promoted to associate vice president of indigenization and decolonization. So it sounds like that she's just kind of like feeding her own positions. I have no idea. This is the stupidest thing. I guess common sense <sighs> has left the university. It's so stupid. So, you know, if you're going to rate us, rate us this episode in all caps. Right. Please do. Although that's annoying on the Internet. It, well, yeah, it is. But in this one case, you can do it. Uh, yeah, especially the, we've had a few elderly people that, you know, part of the church church website and stuff that they would reply <laughs> all caps. It's like, okay, come on. I know you're not angry. All right. I don't know, man, because <laughs> I, I have a history of spelling my name weird. Uh-huh. Because of, well, it's a long story, but once upon a time, a very gorgeous young woman with whom I had – deep interest mm-hmm. told me that I was quote boring unquote. <laughs> so I, I hit upon a way of making myself more exciting so I started spelling my name with an exclamation point <laughs> D-A-V-E exclamation point right yeah I'm not making this up Dave <laughs> so then I started doing this thing a few years ago where I just I, my initials are lowercase yeah. instead of uppercase. And so now I'm like, well, Jesus, is there anything left that's going to be usable anymore to, to make me unique? I don't, I don't need to impress a young lady anymore, No, but I don't know. Maybe some of you out there think I'm boring, but I'm not because there's an exclamation point right there in my name. Or as my son used to read when my son was just learning to read, he would, he would pronounce all the, Punctuation mark. So it's like the bus is rolling. Exclamation point. (laughs) (laughs) It was great. (laughs) So as I mentioned earlier in the show, Rod, I have long hated the song My Country Tis of Thee. Yeah. Now I know that's weird because Dave's really patriotic and he's, you know, he loves his country and I've always hated that song. Not only is it trite, it's forced. Yeah. But most of all, it uses the tune to God Save the King or Queen. It, yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's a it's, freaking English song <laughs> that we rewrote the words to. Okay, sure. great. I'm, I'm with you there. We did that thing. We did the same thing for the Star Spangled Banner. But the British don't sing the Star Spangled Banner song, which is a British drinking tune, mm-hmm. every day. As opposed to God Save the King, which they do incessantly and annoyingly in um, – I don't like. It's like the hymn tune. There's a hymn in the in the Methodist Church that is set to the and I don't. God help me, I don't remember the words to the tune, the the words to the to mm-hmm. the hymn. But it's set to the tune of Austria, right? Hmm. And in my particular denomination that I grew up in, this was one of the favorite hymns. Everybody loves this hymn. I hate it. Why? It's set to the tune of Austria. You know what Austria is, right? Deutschland, Deutschland, Uber, alles, but it's the Nazi hymn. (laughs) Okay, we changed the words. And you couldn't write a new tune? My Country Tis of Thee is one of my least favorite songs simply because it's set to God Save the King. 
So I've long hated it. Mm-hmm. And when I say hate, I don't mean like despise. I mean, I just, it's, it's not in my top 10 patriotic songs. It's grating. Right. So I was cruising the internet, as I so often do in my copious free time this week, and I came across a reference to King Louis XIV and his anal fistula. King Louis XIV is known as the Sun King of France, the height of French culture, power, society, cats meowing, all happened under King Louis XIV, who became king when he was 13. He became regent when he was like five um, with his mother and this this whole history of this thing. And so he is considered to be – I mean – he and Napoleon are like the height of French everything. Sure. Okay. Because the French don't see Napoleon as a bad guy who tried to conquer the world. They see him as a hero who made France respectable again. Okay. Sure. Louis the Louis the Fourteenth is in that same vein. But along the way of reading this, Louis the Fourteenth had I, I don't we we watch movies about these things and we think, oh, how romantic and how sexy and how cool these things were. The only thing I'm thinking is whenever people ask me, Dave, if you had a time machine, where would you go? I always say to the future yeah. <laughs> because I have no interest in going to places like Versailles, the palace in France in, in the sure. time of Louis XIV because – and I say this with love. It was a shithole and I mean yeah. that literally. These people did not use bathrooms. They no. – I mean – they made fun of it in History of the World Part 1, Mel Brooks, you know, piss boy <laughs> kind of thing. But they would just go whenever yeah. they felt like it. Just in the middle of a conversation, drop trowel and, and go. And the thing was about King Louis Fourteenth that his entire life – and he lived – I don't know how long he lived, but he ruled from the 1760s to 1715, 1650s to seven. So he lived a, a well, long life. In his entire life, he bathed twice. Oh, okay. Once on his confirmation day and once on his wedding day. That's it. That's it. Maybe that's where these celebrities are getting their – Could be. Yeah. The Aston Kutcher and Mila Kunis. Part of the problem with all this, of course, is that – I don't know about you, but if you do not keep – I have some medical conditions that cause me to take five showers a day because I am concerned about if things aren't squeaky clean, it creates problems. Mm-hmm. I can't go a day without three to four showers. I don't know how I survived on the submarine. I really don't. But I can't do it. <laughs> okay? Sure. This guy went 50 freaking years. Ugh. Without taking a shower. But I'm sure he had fresh, clean clothes to change into because he had servants and things like that to give him new clothes. Do you think that really matters that much? Uh, Because he began to develop problems that would be predictable for people who don't bathe, including one, not trying to be rude here, but a massive anal fistula. mm. You can Google it. I'm not going to describe it to you. But essentially, his butt was dirty and he didn't take care of it. Yeah. Okay. And this created massive problems for him later in life. And by massive, I mean to the point where in the early 1700s, it required surgery to fix. 
in the Ugh. 1700s. Now, you look at it today and you go, oh, well, it's not all that big of a deal, Dave. I mean, yeah. you've had your knee replacement. You've had, I think, 17 surgeries. You're good to go, including one similar to this, but not for the same reason. At any rate, the, the point being that <laughs> the surgery was considered delicate and very, very, very dangerous. You with me here? I'm with you. Now, somehow or another, and I, God bless the surgeon that did it. I don't know who it was. Don't know nothing about it. Didn't read any of that stuff. You'd hate to get that one wrong too, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's kind of like, well, okay, if this king dies, what's, what's next? Yeah. The, The dolphin or whatever. I think he was dead already. So at any rate, keep in mind that, you know, these kings were all intermarried and relationships and and every time somebody would sneeze they'd all go to war with each other Mm -hmm. because they had to keep the dukes busy the 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 nobility busy because they wouldn't let them rule so they kept starting little wars so the the nobility would have something to do i'm not making that up yeah right so let alone the church involvement in politics right right. so they're all kind of hoping the king you know i mean if he dies he dies we just get a new king yeah we start over again anyway they pulled this surgery off and the king survived right uh-huh and some little french girl somewhere wrote a poem <laughs> thanking the deity for the survival of king louis the 14th okay sure i don't have the words of the poem i don't care but the poem was heard by a court musician of king louis the 14th and he went Ah, beautiful. Except he said it in French. Sure. Le beauté? I don't know. <laughs> and he sat down in his little harpsichord or whatever and wrote out a little tune that had never henceforth had never been used and set the poem to the tune, right? Sure. And people around France sang the song because they were ever so grateful that King Louis XIV had survived his ass surgery because he didn't keep himself clean. So I want to be clear about the things that history turns upon. All right. And I'm sure the girl didn't get paid for all of this. Oh, of course not. Well, I mean, in the words of one Frenchman of the era, the, the, the only reason poor people have souls is because the King hasn't figured out how to tax them yet. Yeah. <laughs> As the song was being sung one day at the court, an Englishman visiting heard the song and went, hey, that's beautiful. And he picked up the tune and he took it back to England <laughs> where he wrote new words to it that are similar to the original words, but not the original words. And he put it in English. So. God save our gracious king. Long may he ever reign. God save the king. That's so funny. <laughs> It's, especially when you're thinking of the, the basically the political contest between France and England, and England's national anthem is a consider, rip-off. Consider even more the fact that the king in England had just returned after the Cromwellian experiment. <laughs> so this song that I have hated for years, My country is the sweet land of liberty, which is stolen from the English, who in turn stole it from the French, yeah. who in turn wrote it to celebrate the survival of the <laughs> ass king. 
who the French stole from a little girl. Right. Because they couldn't figure out any other way to tax her. <laughs> so I went to bed last night hating King Louis XIV and thinking to myself, you know, if this guy had just taken a shower or a bath more than twice in his life, wouldn't have to listen to that stupid song and the British would have had to come up with something else. Probably, Rod, because King George's were all German. Austria. <laughs> Welcome back. It's What the Frock. I'm Rabbi Dave. I'm Friar Cook. And once again, we find ourselves asking you, politely, or maybe not politely, yeah. Yeah. please download the show. You don't have to listen to it. I wish you would, but you don't have yeah. to. But if you would listen to the show, rate the show, share the show, because of Facebook's idiotic system, you have to – if you just like you the to, show on Facebook, it doesn't do anything. You, yeah, have, to you, give have, us, you have to give us some other emoticon. Yeah, like the love and then share. Or the anger. You yeah, gotta do you something. Do you got to do something and you got to make a comment. Otherwise, Facebook goes, eh, just another show. Who cares? But we've put the effort into it and we would really appreciate it if you would uh, go beyond that. I mean it would be helpful to us and – not that it, you know we don't get paid for this. This is a labor of love, right? A labor of love and a labor of drinking. That's one of us. Is has, true. One of us has to be hungover for the show. It's the only way to truly celebrate Lona Romani. It's the only way to get ready. Anyway, like the show, download it, share it, but most importantly, go on iTunes mm-hmm. and rate the show and review it. All you got to do is search iTunes for "What the Frock." It comes right up. Now it didn't used to. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we were sitting here one day talking about why are we getting ratings? Why are we getting ratings? And I went, wait a minute. And sure enough, it wasn't even it was handled differently. So so now I've unhandled it correctly, and now you can you can rate it. So and review the show and and again do it in all caps, just yeah. to piss that woman off. Do all caps. Yep. And EE Cummings, you'll piss him off too, but he's dead. So yeah. and you can and you can email. WTF at whatthefrock.org. We'll yep. get you to us and we'll. Uh, is it Pride Month? Is it? I thought Pride Month was in June. I don't oh, know. Oh, you know what? Oh, I just realized it's COVID. So everything's getting. I'm just sorry. It just flashed across my TV. Everything's getting delayed. Yeah. There you go. That explains that. So, okay. I thought maybe we had missed something. And yeah. I didn't want to be talking about the foppish French and their stupid songs, but. <laughs> I'm Rabbi Dave. I'm Friar Cook. And this has been... What the Frock? <laughs>